somebody talk about breakdance, and I'm just like, oh yeah, remember that time? Almost this guy died breakdancing. Fasten your seatbelts. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a timeout. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They have decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, you good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awesome man. You are truly a disappointment to his own. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right. Looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Luke and Rory Facebook Live Show. That guy on the other wait on the other side of this guy is Luke, and I am Rory. And I will let Luke introduce introduce our <clears throat> fabulous guest today. Our fabulous guest. That's high praise. That's high, oh, oh, we lost, lost him. We just lost him. We'll, uh, we'll wait for him to come back so we can gush on him when he gets here. <laughs> so. Hey, good morning, Paul. Go Cougs. Good morning, Kevin. Hola. Go Cougs. Yeah, good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, Rory's in charge, so, well, that's true. Uh, he's putting on <laughs> a sombrero. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Where is your sombrero? I would really uh, like you guys to do one of those. Turn to the front of your arms folded. Oh, <laughs> like full house. There you go. <laughs> oh, there he is. Let's bring we're like, on. We're like trained monkeys. We'll do whatever's necessary. There he, there he is. is. Right there. There he is. <laughs> you hear it's okay there, buddy. Right on. Hey, we got Paul Carlson on here right from the very beginning this morning. Yeah, and he uh he wanted everyone to know that the Mariners are tied for first place. So that's a positive. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, we uh, we introduced ourselves real quick. Luke and Rory, welcome to the live show. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, not like you have anything better to do um, going on right now and probably won't for the next uh, three or four weeks, according to what we're hearing yesterday. So, yeah. hey, uh, real quick, everyone, we have a very special guest today. I don't know how we've not had him on before up until this point, um, but he's he's a bit elusive. So, but uh, once we were able to call in the lockdown to the governor, uh, we were able to make some things happen. So um, I want everyone to know that because this man pretty much owns stock in Under Armour, um, I went ahead and uh, rocked the Under Armour for today um, just so he felt at home. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Greg Boyko, uh, we're talking about a, a jet setting Trend setting, kiss stealing, <laughs> wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. Um, a very good friend of mine, um, a, a, a man I, I call a great friend and a mentor, Mr. Greg Boyko. Thanks so much for joining the show. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, please be seated. Please be seated. I can't hear my. We can hear you a little bit. A little bit. Speak up. All right. I'll scream at the screen. <laughs> there you go. 
Why uh, is Daddy okay. yelling? <laughs> they had to use uh, Google Chrome for whatever reason. Safari wasn't working. Oh, okay, all right. But all you Google Chrome and uh, Android people out there, we got to uh, figure out how to improve your system because. Are important. you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> I thought I was getting this entrance. Hold on, elusive. Elusive. I've been on the waiting list for years. I mean, 429, and you guys ran out of good content. <laughs> Pretty much. It was more nerves. We were afraid of fines from the. Uh... I think you were oh, Luke. To know that it might be banned moving forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. What? What do we? Uh -oh. Top gun delayed, breaking. Top gun delayed till 1223. No. Paul, you're out of the circle of trust. Just ruined <laughs> my entire summer. Golly. Uh, first James Bond, now oh. Maverick. Oh, man. The hell was Bond? Here's a factoid for you. I saw something to the tune yesterday that the entire um, movie association in the United States this week, last week, did something to the tune of like $200 million in box office sales. Yep. And last week it was something to the tune of five thousand dollars. Well, which is I, like which I is like a box of popcorn. I think a year ago, uh, Avengers Endgame came out. Yeah. So I'm just saying, from one week sales, so wow. Top Gun two delayed, I, I think is terrible. Yeah. Um, not a bad business move if you've only got. Oh no! Absolutely, they got. They have to, man. People have been waiting for that movie for. 30 years like they have to delay that i mean anything i mean anything coming out right now they've done it across the board i think the very first one that i saw was quiet place 2 john krasinski's film he was kind of the first one to come out and say even before the movie theaters i mean not the theater shut down and anybody said anything he was like yeah we're gonna we're gonna push off on this and then the, the dominoes started falling after that business wise you have to right there it is exp yeah <laughs> yeah business-wise you have to right i mean you can't under armor exp yeah yeah product placement absolutely i like it i'm i'm representing for alaska so <laughs> i'm rocking the old cup right there hey you know alaska has a band right now uh, the only reason I know is I got a fly fishing trip coming up. So anybody that goes into Alaska right now, mandatory 14-day quarantine. Really? Yep. So if they pretty much say, hey, if it affects your plans, don't come. Yeah. When's your uh, when's that trip scheduled? I know we talked about that. When's that scheduled? Oh, yeah. Um, in the future. Yeah, in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm make sure I feel like you guys after this. Um, yeah right june 16th yeah okay i thought it was june yeah so insane crazy stuff who do we got here uh we got people jumping on here diane hamill a bunch of delta people are jumping on because you know what else <laughs> do they do? um we got adam temple in here auntie donna's in here heidi is uh well full house or tiger king one of the two right <laughs> we got uh we'll get to tiger king but jake schley is on here uh i want to give a shout out he's a client and a great friend of ours happy 40th birthday jake schley uh, welcome to the old man's club and uh, the Adam Temple, Chad, good morning, Charles Hixenbaugh, Joe, all the way down there in Arizona. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, Everyone's talking about Tiger King. We got uh, we got George S. Wanaka from uh, New York. So good to good to have him on here. Um, George, onward. we're going to be in contact. George, we're going to be in contact. We've already yeah. discussed it. 
Yep. We're having to have some waivers signed and some different lawyers look over some things before we can have Wonka <laughs> on here. Um, yeah, good morning, Stacy Page, Lisa Ray. By the way, Lisa Ray, um, while we get on here, congratulations. For those of you who haven't heard our good friend Lisa, the former, the artist formerly known as Lisa Tweet is now Lisa Ray, which, by the way, threw me off because the other day Lisa Ray commented on something on my Facebook and I was like, right, is Lisa Ray. <laughs> and then I clicked on the picture and I was like, oh, I know her. Um, Hawaii is not allowing people in or out until May 20th. Yeah, my sister, um, my sister lives on Kauai, and it's it's crazy. Uh, my I talked my to her. brother just made it back on Monday. He just made it back yeah. in the nick of time. Yeah, so I mean, if you have trip, I don't know if you have plans to Hawaii. I know Boyko likes to visit Hawaii. Um, yeah, they're they're not allowing you. But December, they better they better be open by December. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking too, man. So yeah, we're we're trying to get over there. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Nope. Stacy gives us the wave. Good morning. So, all right. Well, what's on the, uh, what's on the agenda there, uh, Mr. Pitts? Well, it's day, I believe 439 or 437 yeah. of the, uh, stay at home, stay safe. March Just trying 19. to check in with everybody. Everybody check in, roll call, leave your comments. We'll, uh, flash them here on the board here. Uh, yeah. but how's everybody doing? Is everybody staying safe, staying sane? Yeah, everyone out there. I, I'm doing well, man. We're out here. Uh, we're out here at Weaver Woods, right? So we're just uh, running around the yard, running through the woods, being crazy. I think we're gonna go uh, fire off some rounds today. So if you hear war breaking out in Graham, no worries. It's all safe. I just got the kids firing weapons all over the place. So uh, so that's good. Um, Heidi uh, Heidi says they were supposed to go on May 14th. Not happening. Oh yeah, that's right. The whole family was going to Hawaii. So that's on the fritz. Renee Shepard, we want to say good morning, Renee, president of the fan club out there. She says, oh, my God, Tiger King laughing my ass off. Bizarre. Yeah, it's uh, the Tiger King. Renee says she's barely holding on. Renee, how many kids you got out there with you? Goodness. <laughs> so, so I haven't seen Tiger King yet, guys. Have you? I haven't. So <laughs> we've watched, uh, Rachel and I have watched three episodes um merely by the peer pressure of social media everyone kept saying oh my god and i'm finally like okay i gotta please i gotta you know i'm gonna tell you what you want to watch something that'll make you feel good about yourself you watch tiger king you will immediately be like you know what i'm doing pretty good <laughs> like i turned out all right my understanding is it was like you know graham in like 1985. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it yeah yeah and there's still some of them out here i'm gonna promise you that went on a walk yesterday Tell you what, there's some uh, interesting characters out here. We could do our own reality show out here in Graham. Four teeth, two in their pocket. That's how it used to be. So no, yeah, yeah. I seen previews. I haven't seen it all. So oh man, she says. Uh, uh, Heidi says she hasn't finished it. Yeah, I uh, free Joe. Anthony wants to free Joe. I, I I know what you're saying there, Anthony. So I haven't finished it either. But uh, you want to talk about a cast of characters that you just couldn't put together. I mean, like you couldn't write these people. It's unbelievable. Like no one has that kind of imagination. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's absolutely insane. Like I think the first episode, like I said, we've only watched three, but at the first episode, Rachel and I were just jaws on the floor looking at each other. Like what in the hell is going on? Like <laughs> these people cannot truly exist. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> L says, uh, how does Tiger King have two straight husbands? And I am over here single <laughs> on shelter in place with my cat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, 
that's the other thing. And and I don't have to, I'm not spoiling anything. You get about two episodes into that and you realize that everybody that there pretty much is a part of it is, um, is a uh, plural marriage. So they're polygamous of some sort, whether it's straight, gay or whatever they are, they're uh, fully in support of the multiple spouses. So, um, expect more movies like this coming out in the future what's that i said we should expect more movies like that out in the future yeah right i'm telling you it's um that's the scary uh, thing is hollywood will jump all over this they're like oh the audience wants more movies like tiger king let's make some more crazy movies well, yeah pam says i'm topic or change topic but uh you know everybody's watching tiger king i got a lot of buddies i just i just haven't been able to cave so i've been yeah. in the economic stimulus package of course you know because that sounds way way more fun so that's uh i found that there was two times okay 300 million dollar uh stimulus bailouts to the endowment of arts and the endowment of humanities so i was curious because i've never heard of the endowments used in arts or the endowment used in yeah. humanities so i was like let me let me look these up so i look them up and i find that there are institutions that were created uh, about the 1960s and have exploded in terms of how much money they receive. And they specifically support um, other charities or businesses strictly on the purpose of what we're talking about here. So you just got $600 million of our taxpayer money that goes to institutions specifically designed to create that. <laughs> how they doing? America. <laughs> we brought this upon ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we brought this upon ourselves. That's, uh, I, I tell you what, only Boyka would find something like that too. Like, <laughs> you got to dig deep. Yeah. All right, we'll go back to cats. <laughs> well, Everyone, El, says, uh, El says, my cat is already a giant. He's like a panther. And that's a true story. El's cat is ginormous. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty big. I love how Heidi jumps in. We're talking about plural marriage. She's like, not Mormons. I mean, <laughs> our LDS friend. <laughs> She's like, Don't point the finger. <laughs> <laughs> not today, boys. <laughs> I promise. Actually, speaking of big cat, yeah, I tried to buy a big cat once upon a time when I was a male in my twenties and knew everything, and I just wanted. Of course, a big cat. you did. And uh, yeah, I did actually. With the Blockbuster Video, uh, was on a hundred and sixtieth on the corner there. I know Blockbuster. I oh wow! Yeah. I remember that location. Yep. Um, there's a grocery store. It was Albertsons. Actually, nowadays right. I. Think think it's a pancake house or something yep uh, so there was now yeah, yeah, yeah. a blockbuster video and i'll never forget it i don't know it's probably like 2004 2005 and i went in there and this lady had this huge apparently it was a pixie bob i don't know what a pixie bob was this big ass cat on a leash and of course you know i'm just like i want to touch it i'm just like oh, touch yeah. it. <laughs> As I go to touch the cat, this lady just ripped my shit. Can I say that? She she ripped me. Yep. Um, back up. Get away from my cat. Don't touch it. It will destroy you. <laughs> I really want to touch it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more pain, the better. So Does I, it wrestle? I have to have one of these things. So I went on a quest to find a cat. So I was looking at panthers and tigers. And, and jaguars and anything I can find. And of course I happen to be somewhere out in Graham. There's a teriyaki shop off of 224th doing some real estate back then. And <laughs> you know, as I'm waiting for my teriyaki, the little nickel, I'm reading the little nickel newspaper, right? Oh, 
classifieds, misspelled ad as bad as it can be, deep gram, pixie bottoms. I'm like, ooh, I gotta have one. Right, yep. Way out to no man's land, right? You're looking <laughs> around and it's probably Tiger King. I mean, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it absolutely was, yeah. Wild animals running around. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this has got to be the place. Yeah. So I go in there. I'm just like, wow, I want all these. Like, how many can I buy? They're all spoken for. I'm like, what do you mean they're all spoken for? It's not with the ad set. I want one. Like, you know, yeah. I'm doing well financially. So I'm like trying to bribe her out. Like, what, how much can I pay for extra for this one? Or how much can I pay extra for that one? She's like, nope, nope, nope. So the only one that was left was the runt of the litter. So I buy this cat that was the runt. And, uh, you know, of course, because my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, she's like, oh, the poor little guy. You got to get the little guy. I'm like, no, no, I want the big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, ironically, so I'm just, you know, trying to do what normal, I don't know, pet buying behavior people do. And I'm like, you know, asking educated questions like, well, have they had their shots? And she's looking <laughs> at me like, Nothing here has shots. Have right? they had a food treatment? <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, well, um, I see the animals. Like, can I see the parents? You know, because you can judge a lot off of animals based on the parents, just like you can with people, right? Yeah. Hold another dating topic, another time. Um, so anyway, <laughs> judge the parents. Uh, what is Blockbuster? We'll come back to that. So anyway, <laughs> my wife falls in love with the runt. We buy the runts, ends up keeping it. And uh, oh, I saw the I saw the dad. I was asking for the parents. They showed me the mom. I'm like, that's pretty cool. What's the dad look like? And the mom was telling me it was like legitimate wild animal out there, 300 and something in gram. And then she happens to be like, oh, there it is up there on the hillside. And I look. So I go for a walk and I'm like, yeah, that's a big ass cat. I want one of these. So anyways, it's got the runt. He ended up being a huge cat. Really cool. Everybody that ever saw it was like, that's the coolest thing. What is it? I don't even know what it's called. It wasn't what I was going for, but uh, it was a runt. And it, that runt is probably still bigger than anybody else's cat out there. <laughs> What'd you do with it? I still got him, man. I just let him loose in the yard once in a while. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He took out a coyote about uh, about six months ago. Are you serious? Yeah. I have not seen this cat and I've been to your house. Are you like, what are you afraid it's going to like eat me or something? No, no, I just, I let him run. I let him run. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like a raccoon up by leg taps. <laughs> Which I we were watching Tiger King the other night and um, there was a side of me that was intrigued. This whole big cat thing, because they're talking to the guy and they're talking about how much money they make off of breeding him. And um, he finally asks him, he's like, well, how much does a tiger cost? And I, I'm fully expecting ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, right? I mean, we're talking about an exotic animal. And he's like, oh, I, I sell a tiger for two grand. And I was like, two grand? That's it? That's like a, that's like a great day, and I'll take one. Like I'm like two grand? Like that ain't that bad? No, it's like a like a I don't know a mixed match hybrid dog at the BNI. Yeah, dude, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right next to Ivan. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, right. I mean, I got I got elk herds going through my yard. There's plenty of feed out here for it. So it's goodness, two grand. That's not bad. Uh, Heidi says this guy has way better stories than I do. It's okay, guys. I can be voted off the island. <laughs> oh no, we'll have to bring you all together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We got we to gotta put the tiger king, our own Tiger King on here with our polygamist and uh, get those stories going. She's going to love it when she hears that. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Auntie Donna says, keeps the number of annoying neighbors down. Exactly. 
Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can't handle my cat, you can't handle me. <laughs> Lisa Ray. Anthony says Tiger King 2 is making on the show in, in the making on the show. Lisa says best story ever. Of course, Boyko would be the one to be like, oh yeah, I owned a cat. I, <laughs> I owned a predator cat. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that is funny. That's funny. Oh, my mom's watching. Good morning, mom. Good morning, mom. Yeah. Hey, mom. We I apologize if you hear anything about me that you uh, think is unsavory, but it is what it is. You it's raised proof. Upstanding gentleman. Yeah. Example of You're not talking about Luke, are you? Yeah, she's gonna call you a liar. Oh, okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Dan says he misses Ivan. Yeah, absolutely, we miss Ivan. I remember as a kid, man. Did you guys go to B and I as a kid and see Ivan? Oh yeah. yeah, dude, that was like the most legit thing ever. If you were driving and you saw B and I, you were like screaming at your parents like to stop and see the gorilla. Oh, it wasn't yeah. until we were older that we realized that, like that was like a cruel joke on that poor bastard just stuck in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but as a kid, that's like one of the coolest places. Yeah, I was there one time I thought he was going to break out. There was uh, a kid next to us. You know, we're all looking in the mirror in the glass, and he had a red balloon, and he was sitting there. And apparently, Ivan didn't like red balloon, whether he read, you know, Stephen King's It, or he just didn't like red or whatever it was. <laughs> he came him hot at that kid and tried to bust out of that place about three times. I'm leaving. This gorilla is getting out of this cage. And he's gonna eat that kid. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I got a funny story. Hold on. I, apparently, I have to unlock the door so my wife can get in here. I keep mine locked up too. Totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, real quick on the Ivan thing. Actually, my dad. Um, he knew the people that owned him before he went to the BNI. So they raised him at their house. Like he was just out in Graham, one of the family. Yeah, it was out in Graham. Yeah. And um, it was actually in Tacoma, you knucklehead. And uh, <laughs> good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Charles. Um, yeah. And he's like, it was a friend. It was a friend of the family. And they would go over there and Ivan would just be chilling, like at the dinner table. Like, you know, and then of course, the idea of it, it's like Harry and the Hendersons, right? Like having a Bigfoot's cool until he sits down and breaks everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually, what, Ivan, um, Ivan ended up passing away a couple years ago at the Atlanta Zoo. Um, there's some movie coming out here pretty soon that kind of is, it's it's not based off his life, but it's inspired by him. It's about a gorilla named Ivan, and that that's kind of what they're, uh, and it's supposed to be a big deal, like a big time director. So we'll I'll have to look that up. But um <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. You still drive by there, right? B and I, they got the picture of him up there on the sign, still home of the world famous Ivan. I definitely uh take the long way to go around Tacoma. Try not to associate that part. Yeah, I don't uh I don't blame you, man. I haven't I been in the B and I in probably five years, maybe oh, I, year. it's I don't think I've been in the B and I in twenty years, man. I, I don't think I've been in B and I since I was probably a knucklehead running around South Tacoma. It's not the same as when we were kids. No. Well, South Tacoma Way is in general is not the same. <laughs> you guys ever go to Tacoma Discount World? No. 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 Okay, so you get to the end of the freeway instead of taking a right on mm -hmm. uh, South Tacoma Way to go to the B and I, you'd take a left, just past the Starbucks. There's a place called Tacoma Discount World. Ended up being yeah. uh, it was probably you know no. uh, I don't know imitated off of somewhere in Wuhan, China. Where they have just massive, massive. 
That's a funny joke. I've been to China. If you haven't been there, you've been to China. Ridiculous. Um, it's a huge warehouse. Can you guys hear that? Okay. No, not at all. <laughs> my wife says, unlock the door so I can get in. And then, of course, Maverick comes rolling in. Yeah. So. What kind of operation are you running out there? <laughs> it's grim. I don't know what to tell you. Just feral children. <laughs> I remember that, Paul. They used to have a water slide out there. At the B&I? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't it didn't last long, but yeah. Dude, I'm telling you what, man. Anything you wanted, the B&I would have at some point. The, the reason I used to go in there is they had a, uh, a trading card store, a baseball a card shop. Yep. And I had a collected baseball cards. And that guy in there was really cool. He was always like, <clears throat> you know, helping you out when you're just a kid, um, giving you deals and swapping cards with you and stuff. It oh, was yeah. Cool. Yeah, I remember that card shop. Yeah. yeah. You know what I would buy there? You guys remember Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And the only place that sold Garbage Pail Kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that was the entire block of uh, Series Nine. Yes. Okay. Dude, I love Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. Apparently, good yeah. lord, calling them out by name over there. Oh yeah. Garbage Pail Kids. Paul, if you ever went to the BNI, you're immune to COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're good. We're good. That is the cure right there. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, you know what? I, I, the last time I went to BNI, it might have been, um, it might have been when I was in the Marine Corps, so like in my early twenties, and I was, um, I was home for um, leave or something, and I walked in there thinking like, oh, you know, take a trip down memory lane, going to the BNI. I think I walked through it once. I was like, I got to get out of here. This is not the BNI <laughs> I know and love. <laughs> this is not the BNI. Someone lied. Good morning, crab. You can leave now. Crab, Mike Crab. Yeah, look at this Motley. Uh, he says Motley Cure because Mike's from <laughs> Belfair. So. <laughs> Spelling's hard. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, North Mason's finest product of the uh, non graduated class of Olympic College 2000. It's too late, Crab. We already saw your spelling there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crab says G Money. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Kimberly still has her garbage pail kids. Hashtag jealous because I happened to leave my house when I was a teenager and they mysteriously disappeared. Oh, I yeah. blame my dad. Oh, dude. <laughs> dad, my dad as well. I had like uh, pretty much the entire collection of He Man when I was a kid. I had uh -huh. like multiple castles, all the He Man stuff. I had it all boxed up and put like stored in my dad's basement. And then I came back from the Marine Corps and all that one time, and I was go getting some of my stuff. I'm like, Dad, where's my He-Man stuff? He's like, oh, I think I donated it. I was like, dude, you're fired. You're out of this weekend. Yeah. You know how much money? That's, I could have sold us like $2 million right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But. Yeah, so I was uh, prone to garbage pill kids. My grandma worked for the Tops factory out in Pennsylvania. Very cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, anytime she visited, it was garbage pail kids and tops baseball cards. That is so cool. Baseball cards. Did she hook you up with garbage pail kids right from the very beginning, like series one, series two, and all that? I got them. 
Ah, so wow. Cool. wow. Yeah, maybe we should flip through some of those. Maybe that's why, uh, I don't know, there's such a great divide between today's generation and our generation. I don't know. Maybe we're, we're exposed to things and, well, I'm not going to go there. might offend somebody. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> no, that's dude, it. you know, that's the thing is is I love Garbage Pail Kids because they, they butchered everybody's name. They didn't go after any particular group of people or color yeah. or gender or anything. It was just like... If you got a name, we're going to hack it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still have all my baseball, basketball, football cards. They're all in tubs in my attic. And um, I know I have a lot of cards that are worth a lot of money, but I just can't uh, even like come to the idea of parting with them. Like they're too attached to my childhood. I just can't do it. I'm sure once I die, my kids will pawn those off like by Saturday. But, you know, <laughs> like, what does dad have? get him out of here Watson, who's that Sorry. yeah exactly yeah i was going through mine um during the winter break and uh i've got uh i've got those big cases that hold like five thousand cards each and so i've just held on to them for years and years and years and so i decided uh-huh. i'm gonna open it up just kind of look through these a little bit i start because i was thinking the same thing i'm like eh, maybe i'll just sell it in a lot on ebay and just you know get them out of the house and I started going through some of the cards and I went, I can't get rid of these. There's mm-hmm. just too much sentimental value here. Yeah, they're just pieces of paper, but man, yeah. that, that's my childhood right there. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I heard it from a while. I heard a while ago, especially right around the time Griffey was going to the Hall of Fame, like his Donruss uh, rated rookie cards were going for like 500, 1,000 bucks a pop. And I'm like, dude, I got like six or seven of those. Who's that? Uh, Griffey's Junior's Donruss rated rookie cards. Oh, wow. And I got five or six of them. And I'm like, Hmm. I how mean, upper, I guess. You know, how many Griffey upper deck cards do you guys have? I have quite a few rookie cards. Um, I think I have two or three of the rookie cards. Yeah. Yeah, I got two of them. One of them's in like that really thick plastic that you could buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, the good days. Good days, fellas. Those are oh. good days, man. Yeah. There's a you know, you know, you touched on it. And there's something about it. Just how we were exposed to things differently than kids now. Um, and it's even just like the, um, I think like the, the senses that we interact with when we were kids, you know, it's not just seeing the cards and all that. It's feeling the cards and taking care of them with your own hands and cataloging and all that kind of stuff where, you know, now the point and click it's in my mind, it's very dumbed down. Um, I mean, granted these kids are, you know, extremely smart kids can program a cute computer by the time they're like five. But, um, as far as I have an OJ card, says Paul. There you go. I bet that's valuable. Wow. Um, yeah. Which, hey, let me bring this right back to the to the Tiger King for a second. Oh, gosh. I know I, where you're going with this. I, I, no, here's the thing. I saw this on Twitter the other day, and it was like uh, it was a retweet of OJ saying, I think so-and-so killed so-and-so. And someone yeah. retweeted his tweet and said, that's rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Paul actually put something out yesterday, Carlson, and said something about uh, – uh, on like so many different levels because he was saying where he thinks the body is and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, of course, OJ is going to be the uh, the couch detective on this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So uh, Heidi says, y'all are talking baseball cards and I'm over here working on a clueless puzzle. I was going to say the exact same thing. Best part about baseball cards was the piece of bubble gum, the stick, that broke your teeth. They got the white powder everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like, like choke on the powder. You like breathe in. 
Yeah, you chew that for like 10 seconds and you're like, okay, that's nasty. Yeah. Uh, so Heidi's working on a Clueless puzzle. There's a great movie from our childhood, right? Clueless. Um, let's oh, see. Renee. Renee, anyone doing virtual happy hours? Laugh at the house. Renee, we actually did one yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, we did one yesterday with a bunch of work people. We'll have to get Renee involved in the next one. Just bring her in. Yeah. Uh, let's see. OJ and Tiger King takes one to no one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As far as uh, virtual happy hours, you guys stay tuned because I think we've got a couple. I think we got a couple planned. Yeah. So Trish, yeah. Pixie sticks. Oh my oh, gosh. Pixie sticks. Really. Now it's starting to make sense between the powder on the bubble gum and the baseball cards, big league chew. What was that? Uh, fruit by the foot or bubble tape? Bubble tape. Pixie sticks. Of course, there was a cocaine problem in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> we saw white powder and we're just like, get it in there. Our whole childhood. <laughs> white powder is good. It's in baseball cards. It's on gum. It's fine. Yeah. Well, we also had what? Candy cigarettes too. So we were really getting conditioned. Oh, dude, candy cigarettes were legit. And and the funny thing was, is like one end of it was always painted red. And so if you actually accidentally put it that end in, in your mouth, you're like, no, I can't do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, what is it? Uh, cigar gum? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can still buy that in some hospital gift shops. Yes, you can. Part. Yeah. Like it's a boy, it's a girl. Yeah. It's a girl, yeah. Oh man, what do we got here? Uh Renee, oh my god, how about the cereal boxes with the toy at the bottom? Oh man, dump out the whole thing of pops just to get to the toy at the bottom. Yeah. Uh Antion, this is like listening to my son and his friends reminisce. Love it. What about Pop Rocks? Oh, Pop oh. Rocks were of the devil, man. I got Gosh. Pop Rocks right now in the cupboard. Yeah, oh yeah. Every time I have Pop Rocks, I'm like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> it's too late though. It's too late. Well, what what is that? Uh they also had a thing called Fun Dip. Was that the one where you had like the the the, the sugar yeah. stick and it went into just a big pile of sugar? <laughs> it's still, dude, they still have fun dip. I love fun dip. Dave and Buster's. I was just there uh, right before everything got closed down. You know, you get tickets or points or whatever, and you get to go cash them in. My kids were yeah. just going for the fun dip, and I'm like, nah, you don't like that. Yeah, I used to walk. Uh, my dad would give me. So the we talked about this before. We uh, the Cooper's Marina out on Mason Lake. And so we were about <clears throat> quarter mile up the road and my dad would give me, um, you know, like five bucks or whatever. And a note that said that I could buy cigarettes for him. So I'd walk down there and then whatever the change was left, I could get what I wanted. So, you know, back in the day, um, I'd have like, you know, 50 cents or a dollar left and I'd get the fun dip and it was three packages of that grape, cherry and blue raspberry with two of the dipsticks, you know, and the, the whole goal was like, can you get through the powder without biting on those dipsticks? Cause the right. dipsticks were really where it was at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, do that too. you know what's crazy? I did the same thing. My mom would write me a note sometimes to yeah. go to the local little grocery store and I go buy a pack of smokes. Like talk about responsibility as kids back then. So again, not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Businesses business would accept that. Like, oh hey, he smokes for my mom and, and you literally legitimately gave him to it. Yeah. Yeah, like I want to try it with my kids now. Just drop them off at the store with a note. Be like, hey, go see if you can't buy a pack of smokes. I just want to see if it works. You know what's cool is I'll I'll share this with you guys because your daughters are not quite old enough yet. Maddie's getting there, but um, wait till that moment comes when you start reminiscing about your childhood and about the 80s. 
Kaylee can't get enough of it. When I talk to Kaylee about growing up in the eighties and we, we just talk about some of the music and everything. She's just, yeah. man, that sounds like it was a lot of fun back then. Now, the funny thing is it's all perspective because my wife, she didn't care too much for the eighties. I love the eighties because so many cool things happen when we grew up in the eighties uh, that just the world hadn't seen before. It's funny. We actually talked about this the other night because um, the girls were watching a show that revolved around the eighties. And then she, and then Maddie said, well, 80s weren't really your jam. It was more than 90s. And I was like, yeah, I mean, because I was born in 80s. So, you know, the I was just real little in the 80s. But um, so she was asking me about style, like in the 90s, like grunge and the gangster rap style. And I was telling her how we would put our hats on. We would prop our hats up on our head and like spike our bangs up like, <laughs> like the guys would like that. And that's how we'd wear. We tight roll our jeans. And she's looking at me. She's like, that's dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, have you seen some of the stuff you guys do? <laughs> oh my gosh hey is my audio still suck yeah try some headphones he's out all right here we go yeah we'll do like doot doot doot, 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 doot. you could write a note for sigs uh <laughs> Haley loves it too especially the clothes oh yeah our clothes oh. were legit man so oh, yeah. uh, belfair uh, state park store renee shepherd says oh belfair state park store let you do whatever you wanted so <laughs> I'm pretty so sure you, I'm pretty sure the Belfer State Park was like the first store you could just buy weed off the shelf. Just walk across. Hey, do you do you have a like a, a gear icon right above your video? Yep. Click on that and see if you can change your see if you can change your audio. Matt says, we talked with our teenage daughter about card catalogs for like an hour. She was amazed. Card catalogs were, where was that? Oh, man. Audio any better? Oh! Fantastic! I'm over here screaming at my computer. And I'm <laughs> just like, oh. you still can't hear me? What are you talking about? Kids are out the, daughters are in the hall. My neighbors can hear me. You're angry. Why yeah. <laughs> is daddy yelling? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ooh. we're in. Oh, so much better. Okay, we're going to restart the show. All yep. right, affiliates, affiliates in New York, we're going to restart the show. <laughs> Heidi says, maybe your clothes were legit. Mine were not. Well, you were in Ellensburg, Heidi. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are like 10 years behind at all times. I uh, still are. I think uh, they just got the neons <laughs> coming out right there. Hammer pants and stretchy pants. Oh, look at oh, that. Dude. Donna loves hearing Greg now. There we go. The uh, the baggy pants. Did you rock the baggy pants there, Boyko? Dude, I had this pair of Jinkos. Yeah. I'm not not even kidding. I could fit an entire textbook <laughs> in one back pocket. Like, yes. who needed a backpack? Oh, dude. Gosh, <laughs> no one needed a backpack. Those things were like, dude, the, you tight roll the bottoms of them to like your ankle. Oh, my Lord. Oh, gosh, I remember doing that. Yeah. That, wow. was, that was the style. You had to... It was just you, whatever you had. Didn't matter if it was bell bottom or just regular fit. You had to roll it up, no matter what. You had to. What about the hats? You remember the the skater hats where they would flip up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just regular yeah. hat. They had to flip up. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, did you guys have the? Did you guys have? Was it Reebok that had the 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 pump ups? The shoes. <laughs> Dude, Reebok pumps. La gear where it had like the the tiger fins or I don't know yeah. the stripes on the side. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, the we're legit. So parachute pants, Heidi says, and I was the oldest of six, not a lot of money. 
Yeah, no, I hear you. Oh, yeah, but yeah, priorities. I yeah. we didn't either, but you know what? You had to get a pair of hammer pants and you had to get some Reebok pumps. Well, oh, I'll, man, I'll yeah. my age a little bit. I wasn't so much the hammer pants. I had to get a Michael Jackson jacket. And of course, growing up out mm-hmm. in Belfair, I didn't get the Michael Jackson jacket. I got some Kmart ripoff that looked like the Michael <laughs> Jackson jacket. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but you were cool. Uh, Trisha. Trish says the stirrup pants, basically leggings with the straps to your feet. Dude, I remember I remember girls wearing those. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> she goes, I did wear uh Heidi says I did wear some puka shells though. Oh man. Dude. We all wore puka shells. Yeah. I I just had a 20-year reunion last summer and everybody yep. was sending in pictures for their, I don't know, their name tags from back in the day. Yeah. And nine out of ten of them had puka shell necklaces, including myself. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just recently someone posted a picture of it was like six or seven of us from the basketball team and Casey Lawson was in it and we were at some high school dance or whatever. And of course we're all throwing up gang signs, you know, and looking all serious and whatnot. And all of us have puka shell necklaces on. Like we were just at the beach or something out in Belfair. Yeah, it was yeah. just yeah, we were awesome that way. Did you guys ever get uh starter jackets? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to freaking swipe people's zippers. Remember the zippers that come off? You're trying to get the zippers and the toggle. You have a collection of them. Oh, people put beads on them. Yes. Remember? Yes. Oh, yeah. The bomber, the bomber jackets. The bomber jackets. Yeah. yeah. Those were legit. What do we got here? Uh, Matt says the D Brown pump shoes. Oh, you got it. Yeah, the D Brown pump shoes. Remember he pumped those right when he won the dunk contest, and it was like, oh, mm-hmm. if I can, if I get those, I can dunk. We're good. Didn't uh, Saturday Night Live do a? Didn't they do a a parody of those shoes? I think it was with Chris Rock. You just pump oh, yeah, yeah. it. And it was like, <laughs> like Thanksgiving turkey. You just pump it. <laughs> yep. Uh, what do we got here? Um, let's see. Anthony says, remember when Champion was blue light specials at Kmart? I was in finish line and saw a $90 sweatshirt. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It was different back then. See, Jack says, aqua hairspray, we killed the ozone. Oh, man. Let me tell you what. Hey, hey, hey. We didn't just kill the ozone. We also killed a lot of our, 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 our tops. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. Okay, you think about this. Okay, everybody in my family, as far back as you can go, every generation, beautiful flowing locks of hair, right? All my buddies, same thing. But if you look, there's about an eight to 10-year demographic, okay, about <laughs> – Okay, so I'm 39, so I go about five years older and five years younger. And then there's just bald. So I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so no bullshit aside, like growing up, like nobody was bald. I remember there was yeah. one kid in high school that was bald, and it's because he had cancer. I said, yeah. Nobody was bald. So all of a sudden, we have this epidemic of bald guys everywhere. So I blame it on the, the L.A. looks hair gel or the depth. Oh, yep. dude, I had the LA looks. I don't know how much I use it though, to be honest. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's a good point, man. There's a there's back the, in the day, yep. whether it was the head and shoulders or or whatever perk plus whatever was going on back there, the suave for the buck, yeah. you know, stuff, I, yeah, I uh, whatever the, it was. I used the LA the LA looks hair gel all the time in school. Yeah, I think you get lawsuit, man. Start sending out mail to people and be like, "Are you bald? You want to jump in on this lawsuit?" Yeah, <laughs> LA looks. Oh gosh. Oh man. We got a bunch of them here. Um, oh, which reminds me of the girls back in the, that time frame with the bangs. Oh, that. Yeah. <clears throat> Should be like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that, uh, one of those Marvel movies. You got that, uh, Loki. alien chick. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, it's like it's bigger than that. Yep. Oh man. It was like how high they could get the hair It'd be like 12 oh, inches yeah. up. Like, oh like man. A waterfall off the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. What do we got here? We have uh Paul said he had a shark tooth necklace. Absolutely. He still has his members only jacket. Body suits for the girls, says Jen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember the body suits. Or you watch Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. They always had the bodysuits going on. Uh, Mary says, I graduated in 85, wore my sister's hand-me-downs from the 70s until I became bigger than my sister's. Then I finally got new clothes. Dude, yeah, I can... Uh... Hey, I still get hand-me-downs. It's going to happen <laughs> my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Bell bottoms were not cool in the 80s. Uh, they weren't. They were not no. cool in the 80s. No. Um, Renee, oh my God, the bomber jackets. One thing we did have in the nineties was the best rap music ever. Hey, Renee, I got, we did have the best rap music in the nineties. I got one for you, Renee. I can vividly remember you. I want to say you and Becca Martinez, probably in junior high and middle school, walk around with binkies in your mouth. Was that because of TLC? Yeah. Yes. I'm certain it was because of TLC. Yeah. (laughs) Red light special. Oh man, yep. I vividly remember uh, Renee with uh, with the binky. Talk to your kids about that one, Renee. Um, <laughs> and then also, the girls would wear boys boxers, like just to school. Yes, yeah. boys boxers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see what do we got here. And now we're w- wondering why they got confused gender identity. I mean, we don't take responsibility, fellas. <laughs> Oh man, uh, best rap music is a low bar. Paul, don't hate on the 90s rap music band. Hey, 90s rap music, nothing better. Oh, no, nothing, nothing better. better. No, so it's funny. Um, I got uh, it's all the dads like on Maddie's basketball team and all that, we're all kind of like the same age or whatever. And all the girls talk about how dad will be listening to like Tupac in the car all the time. We're like Biggie, and I'm, all of us, like same, same genre, like we're right there, we're locked in on it. Renee said yes. She's like, oh God, yes, the binky. Yeah, she was. She knows. Um, Heidi said, I had some bangs. I called mine the claw. <laughs> Kelly Kapowski, yeah, Kelly Kapowski had the bangs. She was definitely influencing um, bangs. Um, Andrea's watching. Good morning, Andrea. Oh, dude, Gruder says, sweet Faith Zolman in boys boxers <laughs> still gives me the vapors, dude. If Faith ever sees this, I remember, dude, I remember seeing Faith walking around in the boxers. Oh, Magruder. <laughs> I hadn't thought about Faith Goldman in so long. Gruder, I love you for that. That's amazing. Oh, gosh. Oh, Renee, Renee says, love from Greg. got some love for Greg. Yeah, getting love from Greg. President of the fan club there. Yeah, we yeah. had some crazy ones, man, that time frame. That... Uh, the uh the early 90s i think uh the stuff that man look thinking back on all that and then also too if you were into the rap it was like the the like the warm-up suits right i remember having like the matching warm-up suit like the warm-up pants oh, yeah. and jacket they had to be like the same adidas yeah, yeah the adidas yeah the worst 90s rap what does paul say the worst 90s rap drake it's no <laughs> No, no, he's saying it's greater than Drake. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. yep. yeah, one oh. 100%. I can't get into Drake, man. Yeah. Hmm. Gruder, me, I don't care who sees this. <laughs> His wife's going to be like, who's Faith Zolman? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
love Andrea. I She's like, I appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> Even Andrea's like, oh, yeah, faith in the boys' boxers. That did it for me as well. <laughs> and I'm straight. <laughs> 90s breakdancing. Anthony says 90s breakdancing. Oh, man. Yeah. We had a guy. We had a guy, Casey, if Casey was on here, uh, we had a guy named, his name was Monty. And he's actually a lender now up in like the Bellevue area. And Monty was out of, um, gosh, he was out of Port Orchard. And he was the same age as we were. He's, uh, he's a Simone guy. And um, <clears throat> I remember going to uh, TCC with that guy. And we went to a party at his house, right at those apartments that are across the street from um, Tacoma Community College. Um, off yep. Mil- I think it's, is that Mildred? Is that? Yeah, 19th and anyway. mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh we went to a party there and him and all his buddies were break dancers and next thing you know everyone's been drinking you know and of course we're like 19 years old or whatever and next thing you know there's a big piece of cardboard just thrown out in the living room and out comes monty and his guys with the helmets on just out there spinning and everything i couldn't believe it man i was like yes just bringing it back what is uh andrea says his honesty is what i appreciate i don't even remember faith oh <laughs> break dancing here's a funny story for you um, oh, no. at the university of washington um i did recruitment for the fraternity i was in and yep. i did recruitment for the university of washington uh they always got uh, first dibs on all the kids coming in before they were allowed to go into the greek system and i never thought that was fair so if i did recruitment for the university I just tell the guys I thought I liked, hey, pump the brakes, don't don't go live in a dorm, wait yeah. a couple of weeks until it's open season. And of course, you know, everybody's got a good resume, everybody's got a good facade, everybody can put on a good act, everybody could do a good interview. And yeah. really what you're looking for, I was looking for certain criteria, you know, my whole life, you know, hanging around good people, building teams, sports, whatever it is, you know what works and what doesn't. So what I would do is I would take these kids, I'd get a whole bunch of them that were looking at the joining. I'd just get them absolutely smashed. We'd go downtown Seattle, right? We'd go to one of the clubs my buddy owned. I'd get all yep. these guys trashed. You know, I'm talking brown bag, old English 40s in the parking lot. And then we'd go inside. And when you're trashed, you, you all of a sudden, you don't have such a good resume. All of a sudden, you don't have such a good facade. Like your true you comes up, right? Yeah. So I'd see who's the creepy guys. I'd see the guys that are the stalkers. I'd see the guys that are the wallflowers. I'd see all the guys that I'm like, okay, cut, 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 cut. Don't make the team. And there's this one guy actually from, do you guys ever meet Yoshi? I don't think you've met him yet. Uh, he's an attorney today. Who, whoever thought that would happen? Um, actually, Crab. Crab knows Yoshi. Uh, he was uh, Harry the Husky. He was actually okay. the mascot at University of Washington. So, anyways, my buddy. Oh, wow. And you're talking about you know big bangs and stuff. I don't know, like Mario Kart came out back then or something, or prior to. But he is yep. Asian dude, and he had hair like kid and play. Like I'm talking like <laughs> oh, kid way play. up, way up here. And uh, so house party. I didn't even care what these guys' names were. I mean, because I was always cutting more people than I was keeping. So I just gave them names. I'm like, you're Yoshi, right? Because he just reminded me of the Mario Kart dude. So we're at this <laughs> nightclub. I'm talking, there's, I don't know, seven, 800 people in it. All of a sudden, a break war happens. People start break dancing. Yoshi shows up, starts killing it. I'm like, oh, no. oh this guy's legit. We're keeping this guy. He's the best. So as they're break <laughs> war and going back and forth, I'm like, literally, the entire club stops to watch this break war happen. And then all of a sudden, mid-break war, Yoshi just like falls down and isn't moving. I'm like, oh shit, he's dead. Like, I, 
I didn't know what happened. So but what happened, really what happened was he, he just passed he out. He passed out. He was a little guy. Uh, he just passed oh. out mid-break. So here's this guy like out cold in the middle of a break dance floor. And everybody's like, uh, what do you do back then? So I just scooped him up. We got out of there, of course. You know, he came too in the car, but uh, yeah, everybody just goes back. Business yeah. is normal. But uh, when it comes to breakdancing, oh, every yeah. time I hear somebody talk about breakdancing, I'm just like, oh, yeah, remember that time? Almost, this guy died breakdancing? <laughs> he Good died breakdancing? Mid-spin? No, uh, <laughs> mid, mid, mid-spin. I mean, imagine watching that go on. All of a sudden, mid-spin, some guy just kills over. And you're like, is somebody oh, touching him? Oh, yeah. Is he alive? Is he dead? Uh, yeah. Paul says, uh, kid and play here is the timeless reference. You knew exactly the hairstyle. Yeah, all you got to say is kid and play. Uh, Renee well, so references the old. Renee references the old E40s. I, Renee, you're going to appreciate this. So the old E40s was my jam because, uh, like, you could get an OE for like two bucks, right? <laughs> like, just take care of the problem. But um, <laughs> so the '90s version of White Oh man, oh, you no. had to be a man to drink OE. Let me tell you what. <laughs> you had to be a man. All right, and here's yeah, the problem with OE. All right. The problem is after you have it a couple of times, right? Then you want the high gravity yeah. version, right? Which is just like, oh. you know, it's like bud ice, right? It's just not good. Yeah. Either way, whatever, either way, whatever you drink, you woke up the next day and you smell homeless. I'm just saying you smell yeah. homeless. <laughs> so you save the two bucks, you smell homeless. One hundred percent. So here's the funny thing: I hadn't had OE in years, and five years ago, be five years in June, one of my best friends passed away, and um, him and I used to drink OEs together. That was that was our deal. And um, no matter what, I got pictures of him and I each having an OE in hand. And so, the night that we found out that he passed away, I went to the store and I bought two OEs, and uh, I hadn't had them in years. And I went home and I drank and I drank one of them. And the whole time I'm like, oh my lord, like what was my deal? Um, but I and I saved the other one because that one was for Scott. And I like put it on the fridge and people would come over and be like, oh, dude, we should drink the OE. And I'm like, don't touch the OE. That's not your OE. And um, I kid you not, two days ago, you know, the, the cupboards that are above your refrigerator that you put things in there that like you just forget about. And then that's like a time capsule. So the other day <laughs> I, I, I reached up and I opened that up and there's that OE. I have it sitting there. And um, it's all like cloudy now. God only knows. Like if I drank that, I'd probably be immune to, to COVID-19. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the OE was where it was at, man. The OE were the Mickey's too. The Mickey's was a good, good one. Oh, had the white mouth. Disgusting. Mickey's was the worst. Oh, dude. Paul says Edward 40 hands. Oh, dear yep. God. We, we'd do that. Yeah. we duct tape them on. Anthony, <laughs> it was warm before you finished it. Yeah, it was always warm before you finished it. It was warm before you started. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just be honest. Riding around in the backseat of your car for like three hours until you actually got yep. to it. You were putting that in the fridge for an hour to chill off. <laughs> um, what is it? You see, Jen says she went to high school with Greg. That's interesting. Jen, I don't know what. What's your maiden name, Jen? Jen's maiden name. But, um, but she says... Uh, what did she say? Uh, pretty sure she went to one of those clubs with Chrissy. You know, that reminds me, speaking of the old clubs or things, did y'all ever go to the DV8? Rory probably didn't because he was married with kids. Oh, but and DV8 yeah, was the yeah, DV8. Yeah. The DV8 was legit, man. It was, you know, what, yeah. 18 and over, so you could actually get in. And, uh, I gosh, I can remember Casey and I. Casey and I would, like, hop the ferry. We'd get all dialed in, right, just, like, looking our best and then hop the ferry over mm -hmm. from Bremerton to go to DV8. 
Here come oh, the red. Man, people kid. thought we were so cool. Yeah, <laughs> people I think they did, uh, they did underage <laughs> nights on Wednesdays. 16. 16. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Man, underage nights. Yeah. I remember thinking we were so cool, too. People would be like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, we went to the DV8, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Met up with some ladies. Yeah. So. Uh, Jen, her uh, maiden name is uh, oh, Bush. Yeah. Jen Bush. Hi, Jen. Yeah. Uh, let's see. David says Mickey's hand grenades were the cause of quite a bit of random harmless vandalism in Tuya <laughs> area around ninety-three to ninety-seven, uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Has yeah. the statute of limitations passed yeah. on that? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> not the type of destruction yeah. that. Do something no wrong in Tahuya though. By the time the sheriffs got there, you've you've already had like a birthday. Like I mean, you're fine. It's <laughs> good lord, the stuff we would do out in those realm of the world. So, well, we would have those parties out. Like uh, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Magruder remembers this, but like we had we had parties. Greg, you were from you're from Puyallup, so this is a different ball game. But unless Puyallup has uh, had the same kind of deal, but we would have parties at places called like. Goat Ranch, Powerline Road, uh, Howell Lake. Essentially, just all these things off of like Powerline Roads out in the middle of nowhere where you know the cops were not going to go. Log Jam. Log Jam was horrible. Yeah. Log Jam, everybody went to. The stories that I have from some of these places, man, uh, just crazy (laughs) from the late 90s. Oh, yeah. Same Horse Camp. Horse Camp. (laughs) (laughs) Horse Camp. Yep. Oh yeah, there was always like these, and you knew that was the crazy thing, right? Like you knew exactly. Hey, like if someone was like, oh, yeah, we're Beaver Pond. Yeah, Beaver, <laughs> yes. Beaver Pond. Yeah, for multiple. And you reasons. knew too, right? You're not going to find any of these places on a map, but no. you knew if someone no. told you Beaver Pond, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and you I'll can get there. directions to it. Yeah, past like the third power line tower, you make a left. Uh, you'll see an old raincoat laying on the side of the road right there. You're going to park your car, <laughs> cut the back trail. You're like, oh, yeah, I know, I know how to get there. Yeah, I know where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is you can't do that nowadays because everybody carries one of these around. And so, oh, yeah, I can find where all the kids are congregating at. Oh, dude. Here we go. Gruder says, I was, uh, I was a garage or barn with four or five guys more than log jam. Steel bridge got stewed. Steel bridge classic uh, renee says officer frank she brings out officer frank which was funny because officer frank was um our friend tara frank's dad um <laughs> so yeah classic stuff larabee's on travis is an old belfair guy he he's out in shelton now travis oh, you met travis story, yeah travis has got um got some stories the out grange. there from yes the grange oh man mm-hmm. see the funny thing is the people some of the people that are on here they they connect to my generation, you know, my my group, 90 to 94. They, they connect because they were in middle school and were at these things. <laughs> so no, when no, I say like yeah. scarecrow and toilet bowl, they're like, oh, yeah, I was like seventh grade. <laughs> Heidi says, we can't do that nowadays because we're stuck at home. Let me tell you what, Heidi, some of the places we partied were considered social distancing. <laughs> we were so far away from anything. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Tahuya. Yep. We were out there in Tahuya. Yep. The Grange was a good place uh, when we were kids, right out there by the high school. Yeah. There was, uh, we just did it differently, man, back then. It was crazy. I, mm-hmm. there's a side of me too, right? We all have kids. You know, I'm like, are they missing out on these great <laughs> memories that we're sitting here talking about? I mean, not that you want your kids out causing mischief, but 
We had some good times. Yeah. You, you learned a <laughs> lot survived. of life. You learned responsibility. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. you know, one thing too is uh, I think I learned so much in terms of about looking out for one another. You know, you're mm-hmm. with your boys or or whatever. You're out at these things. And a lot of times, I'm sure that the same thing in Puyallup. Like, you'd end up with, uh, good morning, Amy Heaton. There's a Mason Lake brat for me. Um, I, I'm sure that, uh, you know, you'd end up with people from, like, South Kitsap that would show up. And, of course, it'd become, like, some kind of a, like, turf war, who knew who or whatever. Oh, yeah. right? And you had your boys, man. You know, you had each other's back. And, like, dude, you learned a lot about who, who you had and, you know, mm-hmm. who was going to get your back if times got tough. Let's see. My brother was right in Rory's wheelhouse and Luke was right behind me. I'm kind of the steel bridge of this group. Absolutely. You are Magruder. Absolutely. You are. So, um, see Amy's on here. I already said hello to Amy. See, we're stuck at home. What else we got? Anybody else got some good ones on here? So we saw, uh, did we solve world peace today or what? We just going to take it back to the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah. Did we solve world good peace? To how did uh how did you have time? I babysat, had chores at home. I never had the time or opportunity to party. Well, you could start now, Mary. To hell with it. Yeah. 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 M eighties. Oh my god. M eighties were fun back then. Uh, says Jackie. A bit illegal, but fun. No one got hurt. Learned a lot. Trails in. Yeah. Trails oh, in. What do you trails mean? In what do you mean back then? M eighties are still cool today. Yeah, they're still legal. <laughs> fun. Head out to the reds. Yeah. Uh, see, uh, David says we learn responsibility. Question mark. Some may call it evasion or blind luck, but I'll go with responsibility. <laughs> I'll go blind luck. Responsibility. Absolutely. Oh man, it's all about setting priorities. Oh Lord of mercy. Yeah, man, those were good times back then. Uh, Paul says I'm approached forty, considering doing second half of living life in raves. Oh goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> raves were not my raves were not my jam. I remember going to a rave uh probably when I was like 18 or 19 with Casey out in Port Orchard. They had rented out like this entire you remember uh Rory, you know Port Orchard. Uh I don't know if Greg knows oh, yeah. Port Orchard, but right yeah. where uh South Kitsap High School is across the street, there's like the old grocery stores. And so yep. um those were empty and they would rent those out and have raves there. And I remember going there for a rave when I was like 18 or 19, thinking like I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but everyone's doing it, right? Everyone's going to the rave. So we go to the rave, and I'm I'm probably 20 minutes into that, going, "Yeah, this is not my jam." The, you know, these people like all these lights and, and everyone's like petting each other, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, 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 this is not my jam." Me neither. I definitely liked my social distancing too. I'll get close enough to don't touch me. Hands off. Yeah. Dance around me. Stop caressing my face, please. I don't get off me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Matt says closest I got to Belfer was making out in college with a girl from Paulsbo. Sounds like it was a fun place. To- <laughs> that counts. Paulsbo counts, Matt. Uh, what does Gruder say? We learned our limits, how to blast right through them, and most importantly, how to function passively when we exceeded those limits. Oh, man. True story. True, True story. story. On the functioning side, that's what I was talking responsibility. I mean, if you had a job oh, yeah. or whatever, you still got your happy ass up. You still showed up. You still performed. Whereas today, it's like, oh, I got a sliver opening my car door. I can't make it. I'm calling in sick today. Yeah, they just yeah. Different, oh, yeah. different level of account. Just respect. That's probably what it is. It's just respect. 
You had res enough respect for yourself that you wouldn't do something too stupid. You had enough respect for others yes. that you still look out for them, whether they are friends or not. You had enough respect for your, your, your job, your occupation. There was just enough respect uh, generally across the board. I think that's what we've lost. Nobody gives a rip yeah, about anybody I, you know, I, I can remember working at the golf courses, you know, like 18, 19 years old, whatever, and being out all night long and having to be at work at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, it's like 3.30 in the morning and you're like, yeah, dude, you're like finding your silver buddy and you're climbing in the, you know, the bed of his pickup truck. And like, just drop me off, man. And you're, you're showing up, tucking your shirt in just a disheveled mess, but you put in your eight, your eight <laughs> hours and then went home and slept for seven or eight hours and did it again. You want good stories? Bring on crab. Okay. So I met crab in 2000, I don't know, one or two up at yeah. Best Buy in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. And you want to talk about just the most, the whole place. Okay. So Best Buy, best and worst thing they ever did for their company. A, they had a referral bonus. You refer your buddy, you got like a hundred dollars. Yeah. So of course, you know, we're all referring our buddies. We stacked that place. Like 17 guys I lived with all worked at Best Buy. Yeah. So we always covered each other's shifts. We were always like drove the bosses nuts, but we also ran the number one store in the entire world. And then Crab, you talk about the parties. We, we'd, we'd play football. We'd be out drinking until way past when we should have. And you want to talk about just a hot yep. mess showing up? I guarantee you, anybody oh, that walked in the door when the store opened would be like, man, it smells like what yeah. happened in here. Because everybody yeah. just reeked of booze, hung over. But we got yeah. our job done. We got our job done. <laughs> yeah. We have, Crab and I have, Crab and I have some of those same stories. Because like when 98 to 2000, him and I working at the golf course, and uh and doing the same thing right i mean we smelled like a brewery at all times <laughs> but you know we got it done we got it done so goodness gracious work ethics bonfires and beer says renee bonfires and beer man that's uh that's where it's at soon as this thing passes man we're gonna have to schedule a, a bonfire and beer uh gathering out here at uh at weaver woods man so we'll um we'll fire up the bonfire pit out here everyone bring a lawn chair and your drink of choice and we'll just sit around and tell stories so we may is that never gonna be the uh, is that going to be the new spot that's going to people are going to be talking about 10 years from now weaver Woods. weaver wood absolutely hey so everybody yeah, we missed out we're going to weaver wood <laughs> and to get to a place it really is turn on this road there's a rain jacket on that pole don't miss the safety cone turn a left there yeah yep. that's what it's like yep. to get out there <laughs> There's a guy in a yellow rain jacket. His name's Bill. Just turn right, right past him. Yeah. Don't make eye contact with him. Just turn. Dude, Magruder says, so much of my puke is in the sand traps at Hickory Hills Country Club in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> oh, dude, we had, speaking of golf courses, we had, um, we were out there at um, Trophy Lake Golf and Casting Poor Orchard right when it opened up. And it was like considered one of the best courses around and you know they hold they held like the usga junior national at one point there and um we had crab casey and i had we were supervisors outside which god only knows why anybody gave us any kind of responsibility but so we had keys to like the cart bar and all that so we would go out there at like one in the morning and get the radios and uh and get the golf carts and just you know that's where you take like your like the girl you were trying to impress you take her out there like one in the morning out to like hole six where you could see mount rainier and you know in the moonlight and that kind of deal um but uh gosh but you the never did things that. we would do 
No, 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 no. Never, never. Yeah, Rachel would be disappointed. So, yeah. um, but, uh, and we drive the golf carts around and we'd get into the, uh, we'd get like in the beverage cart, you know, all this kind of fun stuff. But uh, one time I decided I, I took my car and I realized that my car was just wide enough to go on the cart paths. So I was driving my car around the course. And then I tell Casey and all these guys, I'm like, hey, you guys could take your car out there. So I go out on the back night and all of a sudden, this is back in the day, we have pagers. So we have, uh, I have a pager. One of us has a cell phone at this time and it's uh, Ryan Reidolt, who is a golfer. And um, next thing you know, my pager is going off. It just says 5-5-5-911. So I just go, uh, maybe that's hole five. So I flip around, I go to hole five and Casey is high centered on a sand trap. He's gone off the car path. He missed it. And he's high centered on a sand trap. So Crab, I think Crab was with us. Crab and I are actually on the front end of the car, standing underneath it, like pushing up on it. So that it'll tilt back in the rear wheels and, and we can get the wheels to grab a little bit or somehow and, and get it pulled out. It was unbelievable. And so we get it out. And of course the sand trap is just hammered the whole side of the, the bunker there. And we're at work the next morning. And of course, the green screw and all that. We're like, something happened to the sand trap on the fairway sand trap on five. We're like, yeah, weird. We saw that. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But we eventually got caught. Because uh, we, we would take the radios and um, the uh, the head pro there, Mark Knowles, our boss. He only lived like a half mile away, and he started catching wind of what was going on. So he took a radio home one night. And uh, he had the range from there. So we're out there and we have like code names for each other, of course, you know, freaking Goose and Maverick or whatever. And um, all of a sudden we get a call over the radio that says, uh, "Return, this is Mother Hen, return to the nest. And we're like, what? <laughs> so we eventually return to the nest and there is Mark Knoll standing there in his house robe and pajamas, just looking at us, shaking his head. Thankfully, Mark Knowles was also our basketball coach in high school and was a coog. And so he understood the value of the party on the golf course. Um, and so uh, he just basically shook his head and was like, put everything away. <laughs> we're like, all right. Yes, sir. So that kind of ended the, what do we got yeah, here? It's part of the responsibility I was talking about. You know, it's like, yeah. you got to let people play. You got to let them, you know, you knew you pushed your luck, you know, you, you, yeah. you appreciate that he didn't, throw you in jail i mean it's just it's respect yeah and i'll tell you what it's more respect out there after that dude on our toes right we worked so hard for mark <laughs> after that we're like you know you, mm -hmm. okay you could have definitely called the cops on us and he didn't and uh we love this guy and dude to this day i got respect from mark i talked to him still so uh Gruder says move the times up to start at like noon instead of um 11 p.m <laughs> Uh, best show today. Oh my God. Thanks for reminiscing. Gruder, you got to call Stites with the tractor in that case for sure. Oh yeah. Aaron Stites. Yeah. He would have had the tractor. Um, Amy says, uh, awesome. Show. You guys are so funny. Thanks, Amy. Amy, um, Amy is, uh, you would love her dad there, Greg. Her dad is just bleeds purple and gold. And, um, he lived, they lived across the lake. And so I would go over there as a kid and watch like apple cups with Mike and uh, we would just get into it about, you know, the Cougs versus the Huskies. It was a great time. Mike Heaton, man. I don't know if you'll find a guy who bleeds more purple and gold. He's he's a great dude. So, man, good times. Go Huskies. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Got to throw that plug. Oh, man. Mark was great. My kid's baseball coach. Yeah. Yeah. Mark was – he was our basketball coach. He was a – gosh, he was a golfer, golf coach for a while. He's 
you know, kind of a legend out there at uh, in Mason County for a long time. So, and of course, I'm a freshman in high school, and Nolsey would show up. Mark Knowles would show up as our coach, and he'd have a snooze in his lip, dude, just a a deep chaw. Just and we're like, is is Coach chewing? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, it's in your teeth, man. I can see it. <laughs> no one cared. No one cared. Nobody cared. Yeah, we had, yeah. We had a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, it was Puyallup, man. Puyallup in the '90s is different than Puyallup now. Oh, you wouldn't even believe it was the same place. <laughs> Not even close. My yeah. PE teacher in high school, um, actually, shit, let's go to junior high. My PE teacher in junior high, I guess it was a thing. Uh, I'd pour the vodka in his coffee for him. <laughs> Dude. You kidding me? Yeah. yeah. He'd be like, hey, boy, go, go get my, you know what to do. Get the stoli. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh, we had a we had a math teacher, Ward Tiffany. Same deal, man. I'm like, he'd be drinking his coffee. I'm like, yeah, that's not coffee. Coffee is yeah. not clear. All yeah. right, and it doesn't smell like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see, Grubick like was torture. Oh yeah. Oh, it's different. Uh, Bielik was the worst. I got my. I'm pretty sure I got my first lipper from him. <laughs> Coach Bielik. <laughs> yeah, middle school teacher. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. We've talked about that before, though. Even the even how the coaches and all that, like uh, Coach Nutman, who I just love and adore and have tons of respect for, he would head us, man, in middle school, like in class. Like if we screwed up, it wasn't you didn't go to the principal's yep. office. He would just come up right here by the face and give you a solid headbutt right to the head. You're like, all right, all right, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. around. My fault. To the point, like we, the whole, yeah, to the whole the uh, the basketball team, we would wear uh, the thick sweatbands, right, like the LeBron James sweat. <laughs> into class as it would be like, yeah, headbutt us now. Renee says, yeah, those are the good old days. They were the good old days, man. They were the good old days. Yeah, when you can, when you can get beat so, as a student. Anyway, we're, we're, we're going to bring it back. That's the takeaway for yeah. today. Beat your students. Absolutely. It's all you homeschooling right now. Oh, you man, dude. Beat your students. And you know what's funny is when we were younger, we would always we would always make fun of people talking. They'd be talking about the good old days. You remember the good old days when I could do this, we could do that, da, da, da. We'd become that. We've become that, you guys. <laughs> you remember the good old days? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it was just even like uh, we all played sports, man. I can remember um, in seventh grade us getting in trouble for like a fighting or something. I don't even remember. And then Dykeman, Coach Dykeman came into practice the next day, two-hour practice, seventh grade. And we're like, where's the basketball is at, Coach? And he's like, we don't need basketball today. And he ran us for two hours until we puked all over. Well, he sat in a freaking lawn chair on the side. Like mm-hmm. – Fast forward, I coaching at Eatonville High School seven or eight years ago, and I'm getting in trouble for running them too much because I'm having them run seven or eight sets of lines at the end of practice. School board's like, are you pushing them a little bit hard? I'm like, yeah. I'm, I, let me tell you about what happened to me when I was like 11, for God's sake. These, these kids are like 17, 18 years old. They can handle it. Yeah. Man. It's so yeah. true. So, it, it, Dude, it's changed, man. It's changed. In Eatonville, man, it used to just – I used to be afraid of kids from Eatonville. Those are like grown men. We were like 14 yeah. years old. They would show up our football beards, looking like they were 35. <laughs> Driving their own truck with the right? axe in right. the back, case of beer. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's a different ballgame, man. I think that's ball why we uh, let's see. Just because what? Belfair was out there in the in the Hick sticks, and so was Eatonville. So it was always a battle of the rednecks. Wouldn't, it didn't matter what sport it was. Yeah, but we still look like teenagers, man. 
Those guys look like grown <laughs> ass men. We were we were the tweeners in Puyallup. Yeah. So it was like we were almost Graham Eatonville. We were almost Ording, but we were also almost Tacoma and Spanaway. So we, we were yep, confused. Yeah. So Mondays you'd wear your flannel. Tuesdays you'd wear your jersey. Uh, Wednesdays you'd bonfire. Yep. Thursday yep. you'd be yep. you know rolling dice. Um, we we got along with both sides. We were the tweeners. Yeah, I would think we were kind of the same way. I can remember having a lot of the different styles. I was trying to talk to Maddie about that the other day, and I was like, she's like, "What were you?" And I'm like, "It depends on the day of the week, you know. If we had if we had a basketball game, I was definitely more of like the the gangster rap uh, wearing my warm up suits." But, you know, Friday night, I was probably listening to Allison Chains with a with a flannel on. So, you know, it changed. Yeah. Uh, what do we got oh, here? The um, <laughs> there he is. Uh, um, Mr. Amick paddle. Yeah, Mr. Amick had a paddle. Um, Heidi says, I watched Remember the Titans and thought the same thing. There is no way that, that coaching style would fly. Someone would get offended. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jackie, oh, Mr. Yeah. Pugh was tough. Let me tell you what. Mr. Pugh was five. Mr. Pugh, who I'm still afraid of, and he's only about five foot six. But that man, I can remember him carrying Patty Broughton out on his shoulder. And Patty Broughton, right, love Patty. She was our catcher for the softball team. You know, she was this, she was a solid built young lady, and he just freaking threw her up and ran up the stairs with her to take because she, her and Carly Ryan, where uh, there's there you go, Carly and Patty getting into a fight. Renee, I don't know if you, uh, <laughs> Renee's uh, best friend is Carly. So, um, Greg, you met Carly out there in Paulsville. We went out, uh, a real jerk yeah. extraordinaire. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just different, man. It was 100% different. Mr. Pugh stuff. Gruder says Eatonville middle school is like playing a college team. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, fifth, grade. fifth grade. I, there was one teacher. Everybody wanted coolest teacher because every Thursday was dodgeball. You played dodgeball for an hour. And of course, every class has got a couple of kids that are just jerks. And in 30 days, you knew you got to, yep. you had a shot, you had a shot and pound on them. And I remember there was yep. this one girl, and she was just the nastiest chick ever. Nobody liked her. And uh, one time playing dodgeball, the teacher actually just chucks it, drilled her right in the head, smacked her into a wall, concussion, knocked out. Like, I mean, this is the, of course, you're going to remember that kind of stuff because everybody's like, oh, damn, the teacher just killed her. <laughs> you know? But but you know what? You go to the, the you know the the whatever the medical office. You, you get it fixed up and business as usual the next day and, and moving forward. Uh, and and then recently, yeah. I think it was a couple months ago, I saw that they actually banned dodgeball in most schools. So yes, one of my greatest childhood memories, and you're banning. Yeah. Well, you don't want anybody to get hurt or offended or picked on or what? Yeah, it's. Goodness gracious, man. I, you know, it's funny too. Is, and I, you know, I, I joke around about, um, or not joke around. I mean, you know, the whole bullying thing, right? Like where I was talking about, you know, bullying is bad. You know, I got to eliminate bullying and, and you got to stick up, you know, and I always tell Maddie, I'm like, you stick up for kids that are getting picked on and she does. And, you know, so does Lane, but um, gosh, you know, I can remember times where I got picked on, man, you know, and uh, I was, you know, I was a big kid when I was young. I remember being like in third grade and being big. So the fifth and sixth graders would pick on me. And, you know, even though I was big, like it wasn't, I wasn't as coordinated or strong or whatever. 
Yeah, you're the you're the asshat. Um, and uh, <laughs> but right, I mean, it's kind of those things that are like. I don't look back at that negatively. I mean, like, what doesn't kill you? I mean, obviously, there's, you know, you got to put some limits on some Some kids just get harassed to the point of like, you know, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, I can remember going home and telling my dad at times like, yeah, man, I was getting, you know, and he said, well, you know, kick him where it hurts, man. Punch him in the nose. <laughs> do, do something. Don't just stand there and take it. You know, I mean, that's that was the advice my old man. Uh, gave. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I yeah, still remember it's like the parents in kindergarten and there was a kid where we were living at in Bremerton. There was a kid that uh, was kind of just you know, just kind of pussyfooting around. And my dad was outside and he said, Hey Rory, come here, come here. So I go over there and, and he's like, pop him right in the mother nose. And I'm like, okay. So I go back down there, five years old, six years old. I go down there. The kid starts doing this again. I just go pop right in his nose. He does this. I see blood coming out. He cries and runs away. And I look over my dad. My dad's like, just like that. You don't know. You done well. Yeah, not anymore, dude. Not anymore. Uh, Renee says Amex fifth grade class got to play Capture the Flag. Capture the Flag was an epic game. That was freaking love Capture the Flag. Um, Heidi says there's still dodgeball in the school of Brower. If my kidney get pegged, I'm on it. Oh, dude. See Heidi just drilling one of her kids in the ear with a dodgeball. <laughs> oh, I can see her talking smack um, to her own kid too. How does that feel? <laughs> and uh, I've seen it. All right, I've seen it. In, in in person, so oh, she'll talk, her she'll threaten Jared, her husband. <laughs> and, when, and when she does, when she does, I'm like Jared, you need to stop, bro, right now. You need to stop. It's getting it's getting dangerous for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you've gone too far, brother. <laughs> Just pump the brake. Uh, Gruder says every young man whose nuts have dropped could have thrown him across the room, but for whatever reason, he implanted enough doubt in you to not even think about trying. He commanded. Like no one I've ever met since, one of a kind for sure. He's talking about Coach Pugh. Yeah, oh, you didn't yeah. mess with Coach Pugh. Oh no, 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 yeah. no, no. If that man told you to do 500 yards of bear crawls, you did it. It sucked, but you did it because just the fear that he put into your heart. Yeah. Um, he he was almost like that. He was almost like a a mom in the sense of you don't want to you don't upset mom. You don't want to you know. There's dad. I'll take a beating yeah. from dad, but mom, it, no. No, and that's kind of what it was like. Was just like that fear that he was gonna beat the out of you, but he couldn't. He wouldn't. But nonetheless, Pugh. I don't know. I don't know if he couldn't, man. Um, Coach Pugh, Greg was our football coach. He's the only coach ever won a state title for North Mason. He's in the state Hall of Fame, and um, literally, he was about five foot five, one hundred and thirty pounds, and you just did not mess with him and he ran everything like a boot camp like his PE classes he was like a drill instructor he stood at the front and you had to do certain things he actually did like obedience things where you would have to he would he would play like a Simon says kind of a thing or whatever and you'd have to do what he mm -hmm. says and yes sir and and um my favorite memory well a couple of them you'd be out running like doing a mile run and Pew you'd be like on lap three and you're like lagging and like oh god I'm gonna die and then coach Pew would go running by you you're like, coach, what, what lap are you on? And you're like, 27. You're like, unbelievable, this man. Um, <laughs> but I can remember being in weight training and he had a big thing of not swearing. You don't swear because um, the ladies might be around and you don't swear in front of And um, I I said something, like I dropped a weight and I said something. And then um, he was, Weaver. And I'm like, yes, sir. And I go over there and he's like, two minutes of uh, jump squats. And I'm like, oh, so I'm, I'm looking at the clock. And I'm doing like the jump squats, you know, the hands, you know, doing side, you know, alternating leg. 
and I'm watching the clock and I hit two minutes and I do like another 10, 15 seconds just to be sure. And I, and I go to walk away and uh, Pew goes, Weaver, where are you going? And I said, I, I did two minutes and he goes, I'll tell you when two minutes is up. And I'm like, Oh, so I go back <laughs> and I keep going and I, I do like another two minutes and he's finally like, you can go. So a couple of weeks goes by. And of course I dropped, you know, another swear word or something. And he goes, Weaver, three minutes squat jumps. I'm like, dang it. So I go over there. Why well, I get to three, three minutes. And I'm like, I got to keep going. Cause I, three minutes ain't three minutes until coach Pew says three minutes. And I'm like eight minutes, dude, I'm dying. I'm like sweating my legs. Like my squat jumps, like the slowest thing like you've ever seen. And all of a sudden he just looks over at me and he goes, Weaver, do you have a hard time counting? And I'm like, no, sir. And he goes, I said three minutes. And I, was like, I said like three minutes. And I'm like, son of a. Like, uh. He was the kind of guy yeah. that if, if you caught him smiling, you were scared. Like you knew something was coming. Oh, yeah. he, just, he didn't smile for no reason. And when he did, you're like, uh-oh, mm -hmm. it's coming. Here it comes. It comes back to respect. I mean, yep. he taught you just. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. To this day, if you see Coach Pugh, and he's in his 80s now. Um, and he, his daughter graduated with us, Dana. Um, and, uh, we would go over to his house cause they had horses to ride horses occasionally. And, you know, the moment you saw a coach walk in, it was like, yes, sir. No, sir. To this day, if I see that man, I will stand up a little bit straighter, make sure I shake his hand, refer to him as sir or coach and, and keep myself on the straight and narrow in front of him. Oh yeah. He could be in a walker yeah, was, uh, and, and I'll still be scared of the man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We got, uh, oh, Joshua Meeks. Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining morning, us. Good morning, Joshua. Uh, let's see. Uh, McGrew says, I'll smack the crap out of a kid. Sometimes they are mine. <laughs> Takes a village, brother. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackie says, he made a firm respect, determination. He wanted the best out of all of us. He really did. Coach yeah. uh, Coach Pugh was one of those guys that uh, he lived. Jim, you, you remember um, we had Fullington uh, come out of North Mason a few years ago, and he went to he went to WSU and then went to the NFL. Um, he was a lineman, six six, you know, three hundred pounds. And that picture they had on the front of the Kitsap Sun of uh, Fullington with Coach and Fullington standing like this with his arms crossed, and then Coach Pugh standing right in front of him comes like right below where his arms are crossed, and just a little guy who <laughs> stand there. But if you talk to Fullington, he would tell you he never crossed Coach Pugh. There's no way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need more teachers, coaches like this as Heidi. Yeah, we really do. Uh, well, and we need the, honestly, we need the system to allow teachers and coaches like that to operate. So yeah, I learned more from guys like Pew and Nutman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, yeah. It's, just, it's sad because there's, there's been some situations where some teachers have taken it too far, but I think, Co I think like coach Nutman, coach Pew, those guys, they knew they knew where the line was, and they would take it to the line, but they wouldn't pass the line. Yeah. And you know, like yeah, I think it's a, like like Greg yeah. said, it it just goes back to respect, right? And somebody yeah. that's going to coach like that is not going to pass the respect situation on the on the other side as well. Right. So I mean, I just remember right. as a kid, like you got cut if you didn't put, make the team. Like nobody gets cut today. So there's been a paradigm yeah. shift where it used to be, you know, you 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 taught and coach to excellence whereas now today the, uh, the coach and teach they're the lowest common denominator so even mm -hmm. even even the kids that knew that got cut from the team i promise you they, that was more of an eye-opening learning experience because oh yeah they pushed them to go further farther faster than they were planning on going anyways so it yeah. just taught you how to step up i mean I don't see anybody negatively impacted by that. We got to go back to teaching to the highest common denominator to, to move the pile forward, bring out the best in people. Yeah, raise the level. 
Yeah, raised the you level. Know, yeah, I, I think I think you hit it on the head there, Greg, because I know like um, in first, I'm going back to first grade here. In first grade, played t-ball. Our team finished in second place. Sucked. It absolutely sucked. We had a trophy. There's the number two on there, which means you're the first loser. That next season, we beat the hell out of everybody, and we finished mm-hmm. in first place. And that, you, you know, in my son, uh, when I was coaching my son back in the late 2000s, I had the team mom say, okay, so we've got to order trophies. And I'm like, but the season's not over yet. We don't know who's in first place or second place. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Everybody gets a trophy. And I'm like, what? What does that teach the kids? And we, mm-hmm. we're missing that. There's value in losing there's value in falling on your face because it drives you that next season i mean like think about the seahawks back in what 2012 you know they got that close to get into the championship game what did they do the next season they beat the hell out of everybody and won the super bowl there's there's value in that and and i i i feel like this next generation i'm thinking like my my oldest daughter my oldest son i think they're starting to go back towards that I think they're starting to realize that, you know what, it's okay to lose because I want to be better the next time. And and I think, I don't know what generation we need to blame, but there's a generation out there that turned us into uh, some, some kitty cats for about 10 or 15 years. You got to have a tracking mechanism on anything in life. You have to be able to keep score or at least know where you're at. If you don't track where you're at, you don't know if you're going forwards or backwards. You have to. Yeah. So I coach T-ball right now yeah. up here in Lake Taps, and you bet your bottom last year we didn't lose a game. And the kids kept score, whether some parents wanted to and some didn't. Uh, and, you know, of course, some of the parents are like, hey, we're going to have fun. I said, yes, we're going to have fun, and we're going to win. Right. Okay? It's right. never too early to set the expectation that winning is a good thing. I, I, it just, I cringe when I hear people say, ah, oh, it's not about winning. It's always about winning. I don't care what it is. You want to win the, yeah. the spouse of your dreams. You want to win the job of your dreams. You want to win the house, the home, the car, the whatever it is. You always yeah. want more. So when you tell people, no, you don't want more, you're really telling them don't have dreams. So Right. right. Did you ever have uh, last year, did you ever have any opposing opposing team's parents come up to you and, and say you need to knock it, knock it off or slow it down or whatever? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, oh after the T-ball gosh. season, we coached, uh, I coached a soccer team and I'm talking, these are four or five-year-olds, right? And so yeah. one of the teams we were playing, um, and apparently the, the, the parents were hot shot soccer players back in the day. I never played soccer for the record. I didn't like soccer. Uh, I made fun of soccer guys in high school. It's the guys that couldn't make the football team um, for what it's worth. So I got, but I, but I understand the fundamentals of coaching. I understand the fundamentals of what kids need to know at a certain age. And it's the same basic principles. You show up on time, you shake your yeah. player's hand, you know, just respect for the game, respect for yourself. And, 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 and you try. So one of the games I'll never forget, we were playing with this other team and they got these hot shots, like I said, and we were absolutely crushing them. I mean, blowing them out soccer, it was like 19 to zip in like five minutes. And, and, and so literally to where I'm not even kidding. So the coach calls a timeout and then, you know, it's four and five year olds. We don't do timeouts. So there's a timeout. The coach comes over and says, Hey, we got about, you know, can we take the, the, the two halves from 25 minutes? Can we dial them back to 20 minutes or 15 minutes? Cause in five minutes, you guys have crushed us. We don't want to play like this all day. 
Can you take your kids out? Can you tell them to slow down? Well, there was this one kid. So I had, and it's co-ed, it's girls and boys. And I'm new to the league. So I basically got last pick of the kids. Actually, the kids, most of them were assigned to me. And so my team is mostly girl heavy as opposed opposed to boy heavy. This other team has got all boys, one girl. I got all girls, one boy. So I've been trying to teach this one kid a couple of, you know, tactics. This was his breakout performance. Like he scored, scored most of the goals in this game. So even his parents heard the conversation that I was having with the other coach. And they're like, hey, you need to sit that kid out. And his parents are like, yeah, you know, we can sit him out. We can tone him down. And I said, no, bullshit. I've been training this kid all season for this moment. He's having the game of his life. And now you want me to punish him by putting him on the bench because your, your team can't stop him? No, we need to reinforce this behavior. I said, keep running it up. Keep running it up. The other coach snuck in another kid. So, so it was six on five. Like I wasn't going to notice. So yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, pay, pay no mind to it, right? And then it was seven on five, right? Another kid was just kind of lingering in the background off and on the field. So I go, hey, coach, put them all on the field. So it was literally, it was, <laughs> I'm not shitting you. It was five on 10. And this kid, the one boy on our team was still scoring every time he got the ball, right? And his parents were kind of nervous. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not pulling him out. He's going to keep running. This, this is his breakout game. This is the game that's going to reinforce everything he's supposed to do. Keep yep. playing. Yep. So absolutely. I mean, I, I get it yep. all the time. But you know yep. what? Yep. You know, I, I, well, the worst I thing you can that, do is punish I had, that happen, I had that happen back in, uh, I think it was 07, 08. The kids that I had, I was teaching them the fundamentals of baseball. They were doing great. I had some. I had a couple of studs on the team. Um, and we had one game where we were beating the hell out of somebody. And at that point, I'm like, okay, you know what? I brought the kids over when when it was their turn to bat. And I said, hey, I'm going to make some changes out there. Um, I'm going to get a couple more kids out there that don't normally get a lot of playing time. And I said, if, does anybody else want to play a different position? You know, I'm just I'm, look, I don't want them to feel bad for kicking somebody's butt. I still want them to have fun. And so like my stud on the team, he's like, I don't mind. I'll play catcher. I've never played catcher before. I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. so you play catcher. So I moved the kids around. Um, and I, I, I swapped out some kids and we still beat the crap out of this, this pretty good team. And <clears throat> I had a parent come up to me after the game and say, way to go coach. What well, way to take the fun out of it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I have, I have an anger streak in me. Um, <laughs> and, and around the kids, I didn't want to lose it, but I just, I looked at this parent. And I said, Hey, it's not my job to, to, it's not my job to slow my kids down. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. your kid's job to compete against my kids. And I did everything I could without slowing them down. And it just, it drove me nuts. I really wanted to deck that parent, but I'm like, that's not, I'm, I'm going to show up on YouTube or something. But I just thought to myself, what a pussy attitude. It just, it drove me nuts to hear that. My kids, I think if I remember correctly, I think they finished in first place by one game um, because we played, we played the number two team, we played them twice and we split with them that season. But again, these are kids, I'm thinking maybe third grade, second grade, third grade. But man, th- th- the other point is, and you brought it up, Greg, was some of these kids were studs on this baseball team. Uh-huh. And it's like, let's foster that. Let's get that. Let's get that confidence built up. Let's help them grow as players. And I, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't stay in touch with the kids as they got older and, and they're all John's age. So they've already been through middle school, high school and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how they did. I don't know if they made it to varsity or anything like that, but you know, it's like, 
let's build those guys up. And even the, even the, mm-hmm. the two bit players, you know, build them up because they're on a winning team and they understand that there's a role for them to play on the team. And it might not be the stud, but it's definitely your part of the team. And so, yeah, when I hear orange slices and participation trophies, it just, it makes me vomit. Cause it's well, like one, of the, kids one of the things I do is make sure that we reinforce good behavior. Okay. You want to celebrate what yep. we want to duplicate. You guys yep. hear me say that all the time. I don't yep. care if it's a, a new puppy yep. that pees on the floor and finally pees outside for the first time. You want to celebrate that behavior. So every time my kids score, doesn't matter what sport, they all high five each other and we have, we have scoring dances. I want you to dance. I want you to overly celebrate Yeah, because it reinforces your short-term memory that this is what I'm supposed to do, which drives it into your DNA code, which reinforces, and it goes into the whole thing. So I can't tell you how many games were up by a landslide. I'm doing the best I can to put my slowest players out there. I'm letting you sneak extra players on the field and my kids are still going to score and they're going to celebrate. And other teachers and coaches and parents are getting pissed off because they're like, oh, your kids got to keep celebrating. Yes, because that's what you do when you score. You celebrate. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. Every time, this is what you do when you win. You celebrate. And, and then what's oh, funny it's a- is it's usually the loudest on the teams that you beat that were the ones doing it the previous game. So I'm like, oh, it was cool last yeah. week for you because you guys were crushing a team, but now it's not cool because you guys are finally getting beat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a, you want to talk about pandemics. That's a pandemic in America. I mean, oh, yeah. the whole attitude. Um, I mean, we saw it a couple of years ago. I, you know, my kids, I coach my kids and most of their stuff and especially in basketball. And, you know, Heidi could tell you from coaching against me and with me, like, I, you know, we're out here to win, man. We're out here to get better. And we're out here to teach the kids how to be the best they can be. And I don't know how many times I've gotten, we had, a, they actually had to kick a parent out at the Y who went after Maddie a few, when she was like, seven or eight because she was doing so well and she was she was very aggressive and i was encouraging her to be aggressive and they got mad and one of the parents yelled at her and called her a name and then came onto the floor um and they had to kick her out she wasn't allowed to come any more games at the y and um yeah on the contrary when i would when i would coach against heidi and heidi's daughter you know um i would have maddie going after her yeah now i'm scared but uh well it was it was it was great because um you know now they're friends kennedy and maddie but um at the time they just hated each other and um it was because they were the best player on any you know every other team you know on each other's teams and i would be what it was not Heidi. no it was not um it would be 100 i would tell maddie to go i would tell maddie to go after kennedy i'm like go after her because if you can get her frustrated and get her out of the game we've won right and heidi knew that that's what i was doing and she would she would tell kennedy suck it up and deal with it like and that you know and that's what we what we did but we saw it a couple years ago right there yeah and we but we saw it it, it's an american pandemic we saw it in World Cup a couple of years ago when the USA women won like 10 or 11 to nothing, whatever. In our own country, people were, were bitching and saying, oh, my gosh, it was just so mean. And they were still celebrating. And I'm like, I can guarantee you in Korea, they weren't complaining about the fact that the Americans beat them 11 to nothing. They were getting on their own players about what the hell. Like, we got to get better. We got to figure out how to get better. Well, yeah. think, so, about yeah, it when, just- uh, think about it when the U.S. sent uh, NBA basketball players to the Olympics. So this back in 92 is when they did yeah. it. And think game. about what has happened since 92. The the world's basketball players have gotten so much better by the competition. So, yeah, uh-huh. the U.S., they beat the hell out of everybody for, like, the first three Olympics. But wasn't there one year where we actually got the bronze? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was in like 2002, and that was it. Was after that that Kobe was like, because um, that was your that a lot of the stars didn't play, and it actually did uh, create a spike because I remember like Kobe Bryant stuff was like, oh, that's not gonna fly. It was right. 94, or it was 2004, or whatever. So 2008, they were like, all oh, like Kobe got a bunch of the stars to come back. Yeah, uh, and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna allow this. Right, and it raised the competition worldwide. So when when I hear people say, "Oh, you got to you got to slow it down," or "You got to tell your daughter to be a little, you know, be 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 less aggressive," why? Because I'm making the competition yeah. better, and that's what that's what you and Heidi have done with your daughters is you've made the daughters better because of that competition. Here's something for you guys. Yeah, have yeah. you guys seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes. No, I <laughs> okay. This is everybody listening still. This is your takeaway. You need to go watch Idiocracy. Okay. And if the uh, best way to find it, okay, is on Cinemax. You can download and get a free one week trial of Cinemax. Just make sure you cancel before you get charged you 10 bucks and go watch Idiocracy. Yep. So, best way Amazon Prime TV, get into yep. Cinemax, free download, Idiocracy. And basically, here's what it's doing. A lot of what we're talking about is just comparing and contrasting two families. And you got a family where they're career driven. And it's like, hey, are you guys having kids? And it's like, no, not yet. We're not ready. Not yet. Not yet. And then you got another family, which I would imagine, uh, since I haven't seen Tiger King, but it would be very Tiger King-like. And it's like, yeah, I'm <laughs> boning this chick. And I'm bounding this chick. And I'm pounding this chick. And just kids everywhere. And it's just showing the evolution of, of time. And the long and the short is, without getting into too much of the storyline, is the military has a, a new test it does. It's a hibernation chamber. So they're looking at how they can preserve good soldiers for future use. So they tested on a guy, and he was supposed to be one year. Well, some things happened. Well, it ended up being 500 years in the future when he comes back. And he comes out of this hibernation chamber, and he's, it's, it's his experience in the world 500 years in the future. And again, uh, and it's comparing and contrasting the whole time, this family tree over here with the people with the career versus the people over here that's on government assistance and just out there breeding like rabbits. So obviously this family tree dries up and goes nowhere. This one basically is related to everybody in the world. <laughs> watch Idiocracy, watch how the government runs, watch how the banks run, watch how buildings are constructed. And it's funny. It's so stupid. You're going to be like, I want, you know, 90 minutes of my life back from watching that. But it's true. <laughs> when you coach to right. the lowest common denominator, you will right. see what it's going to look like down the road. Because again, yep. it's what's going on. I mean, what's being passed yeah. on? What's being bred forward? What's not? Um, so everybody go yep. watch Idiocracy. On it. On it. I have time. So. <laughs> you'll fit it in there between your Tiger King episodes yeah I'll clear out my schedule so yeah. it looks like David had a comment David said um, yeah he said uh, Inslee got the participation trophy <laughs> when he was younger oh man oh yeah yeah, yep. yeah uh, Heidi says it's like telling your daughter to settle for her husband because you don't want others to be upset that she got an amazing guy exactly. dude 100% one hundred percent. And I have three girls. And let me tell you what, we ain't getting, we ain't, we ain't searching for no participation trophy guys. Let me tell yeah. you. Now my I girls. See, I can see Weaver putting the uh, the future husband through uh, a Marine Corps course out there at Weaver Woods. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll have the O course set up. You got to get through this faster than I can, there, young man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I'm on um, station number six with the tripwire. 
<laughs> I get them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, this has been good, fellas. Good. Good. So some good reminiscing. Oh, a, little, yeah. uh, a little pep talk for the world to raise their kids to be a little bit stronger. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You are welcome for all that advice. And I so, think this might be the longest show we've yeah. done. How long is it? Yeah, oh, I think damn. so. This could, uh, it could be the newest reality show, Weaver Woods, 100%, Heidi. That's a great idea. A great idea. Be more specific. All right. yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be on the wrong station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, to get, uh, we'll have to get Boyko on here more often. I like this conversation. Yep. yep. Oh, reminiscing. All right. We'll, we'll finish solving world peace in the future. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Everybody go watch Idiocracy and we'll report back sometime in the future. How about that? Absolutely. Oh we my will God. do that. Would you imagine if we got Heidi and Boyko on at the same time? Oh, we should, man. We should. Oh, I would absolutely goodness. be about that. That could be Apparently way. we got to hang out, ever... Heidi. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you would love Heidi. So she's, uh, she's a great gal. Heidi, I think you'd love Boyko. You guys are cut from the same cloth. So Winners. Anyway. <laughs> All right, dudes. My dudes. Appreciate it, fellas. Add Heidi yeah. in, and it will be Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Dustin gets on right here at the end of two hours. Um, absolutely. <laughs> that's just that's your Dustin for you. God bless it. Got no no clocks out there in Utah, apparently. So uh, <laughs> Renee says later, dude. Great co-host this week. Thanks, Renee, for joining us. Hey, everyone, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, we'll get Heidi on. She said she'll get out of her pajamas. Yeah, no need. Just yeah. get the pajama pants on. So <laughs> no. no, nobody looked so. at anybody's pants. We're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what pants? Wait, we're oh. supposed to wear pants today? Um, <laughs> ah, good. Dustin totally planned it that way. <laughs> thanks for planning that, Dustin. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good work, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin everyone. No, uh, we're getting a lot of people. To, hey, yeah. Dustin knows the name Greg. Uh, Boyko. The way, trip. Yeah. When oh, I yeah, mentioned Dustin the name Greg, Greg Boyko to so Dustin, Dustin's Dustin's ears perked up two years ago. So Dustin knows you, Greg. Knows of you. Wheaties box eighty-two. <laughs> Wheaties box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas. Well, I'm sure I will talk to both of you uh, later today because that's usually how my day goes. Um, everyone out there, yep. thanks so much for joining us, Greg. Thanks for being a part of. Just want to thank our soon. sponsors. Um, hey, everyone. Absolutely. There we go. EXP Realty. Um, everyone go out there today. Uh, your kids. Smack your kid around. Challenge him to be greater. And uh, we will see you on down the line. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line.